0: Tuesday Night Touchdown Podcast with your hosts Reese Downing and Jacob Workman. What's going on, guys? It is the TNT Tuesday Night Touchdown Podcast NFL Edition, Week Thirteen. With me, as always, is fine citizen, Mr. Jacob Workman. Workman, how's it going, man?
1: What's going on? Uh, unfortunate week last week on Thanksgiving for my team, but we're here to rebound. So we'll see what happens this week. What yeah. uh, your team had quite the performance on Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, Cowboys played really well on Thanksgiving. I did not perform quite as well as you did on the record uh, for the week. Uh, we'll get in that here in just a second. Um, before we get started, uh, we teased this a little bit last week. Um, for those of you who uh, follow both college and the NFL podcasts, um, we are doing a special episode this week. Um, we're bringing in some, some guys that you've seen, some that you haven't, uh, to talk the games with us. Um, we just got finished up talking about all of the uh, college conference championship games. So if you are a college football fan or even if you're not, it was a great episode. So please tune in for that. Uh, but we are going to uh, bring in a couple new faces and one that you are used to. So we'll start things off here um, with bringing in a <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, little, little trigger happy there. Uh, work the I'll, let you, I'll let you drive there, buddy. Uh, I got you. Yeah. So, so first things first, we've got Mr. Ike Houston. Ike, what's going on, man?
2: Hello, America.
1: yes that's great the Uh, best intro i've heard so far on this show that is hello america Yeah,
0: (laughs) carter's gonna have uh his his work cut out for him there uh as you can see here uh mr houston is rocking a chiefs
2: proudly for a week proudly the offense and defense both actually showed up for the first time this season it was kind of nice
0: yeah it was a pretty good game pretty good game um what are your thoughts on the nfl season so far for your chiefs
2: um I don't know. It feels like the magic just hasn't been there. Like every every other season with Mahomes, it feels like you can just trust that we're going to somehow pull pull it out. Some, something magical will happen to, to lead to victory, and it just doesn't quite feel that way this year. Um, I can get into that a little bit more when we talk the Chiefs game. But um, all in all, like I said, I don't think they performed super well on both sides of the ball at all this year. But they're still eight and three and control their own destiny to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And I won't bet against Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes ever. So
0: it's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. All right. Let's uh let's bring in the next goon. All right, we got Mr. Scott here. Scott, what's going on?
3: I feel like Hollywood Squares. It's love and light. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh very nice hat you have there, sir. I appreciate you rocking the brand for us. Uh, Scott, who who's your favorite NFL team?
3: Remind me. I'm I'm a Colts diehard. I watched uh, when they came to uh, watch moving bands leave Baltimore and come to uh, Indianapolis annapolis be a Mayflower in the snowy blizzard night. Uh, so cool. I, uh, long time. Feel sorry for those Chiefs. It's all the uh, Swifties that have jumped on the bandwagon. It's <laughs> kind of <knocked laughs> off their mojo. No comment. Don't
1: make fun of the Swifties, damn it! This yeah, is- be careful. We got
0: a big Swiftie That's on the right. show here.
1: Gotta watch it over there. <laughs> also, is this Carter's dad? Like these guys, like the same teams. They have the same picks. What what's going on here, Carter?
4: <laughs> Carter, is this your dad? Did we just that- become best
1: friends. I just say, what's <laughs> going on here? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> what
0: is Yo, going man. on
4: in
1: this world? This is crazy. Real oh cold.
4: man, hilarious!
0: What's going on, Carter?
4: Not much, man. Excited to talk some NFL with you guys. I've been on the college football streets with you a couple of times, but <laughs> I love all football. Even That's right, Delta shout out. That's Ovi. right.
0: Big shout out to OV Sectional Champs, Delta Eagles. We love it. We love it yeah um all right guys uh so as you can see we've got a group effort here going on we were also going to try to bring back a mr john Taxis. he wasn't able to join us uh tonight but we wanted to give a special shout out to him because he has joined a couple times and we'll try to get him on here at least one more before the uh the season ends so a uh, quick recap on last week uh mr jacob workman went 13 and three well done sir well done well done uh i went Kill nine him. and seven Um, Both of us had our locks. Jake's lock was Jacksonville. My lock was Dallas. Uh, Dallas put a thumping on the commanders, which we just briefly talked about. Total records for the year. um, Workman is finally above 500. He has been fighting for this for a while. Ah. He now sits at 91, 87 and two. I sit at 89, 89 and two Uh, for us calling these games on Tuesday. We talked about this a bit last week, but it's not easy calling these games on Tuesday nights uh, with all the stuff that comes out between Tuesday and Sunday. So, uh, all in all, things have gone really well for us this year, and uh, we're we're looking forward to finishing up the season strong. We're going to jump into a couple quick questions here, and uh, I'll throw this to the group. So instead of doing a recap, we're just going to do a couple quick questions, and then we'll jump right into picks. Um, first question to the group here: If the season ended today, who are your offensive and defensive MVPs? And we're not picking NFC or AFC. I want you to pick one offensive player, one defensive player, and I will throw it to Scott first
3: well you know this is one of those seasons where i'm not sure that uh standouts uh have been where they uh, have been uh i'm loving the uh, rookie uh cj uh stroud from uh the houston's uh you know you talk about somebody who has overperformed <clears throat> expectations uh you know when he got drafted they were trying to side you know the him or uh um uh, quarterback out of alabama And uh, he's heading shoulders above uh, that, and I think he's right up top there for uh, actually uh, offensive MVP.
0: Very good. And what about defensive side of the ball?
3: Uh, You're going to love this, but I'm going to go with uh, Dallas' cornerback. Was it Bland? Uh, Deron Bland. Fresno. Fresno. Uh, Six (laughs) uh, touchdown returns for uh, TDs. Uh, I'm I'm no Dallas fan, but, uh, you know, that stands out to me this year. Uh, Yeah, almost historic kind of number. Um, Yeah, so he he gets my vote right there.
0: Very good. I love it. I love it. Cowboys guy getting called out already. What about you, Carter? Who's your offensive MVP?
4: Uh, Scott's right. This year is a little bit different. Normally you have a couple quarterbacks kind of vying for the offensive. I don't think – any. I mean, Stroud's up there for sure, but I'm not going to pick a rookie from the AFC South. (laughs) Um, So I got Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's on pace to break every single record there is, and uh, he's—I mean, like I said, I'm sticking chalky. And then uh, on the best defense in the league, arguably uh, Miles Garrett. I'm going to go with him. And the only way they get in the playoffs is if that defense carries them. So he's yeah, he's dealing—he's dealing the with the
0: shoulder injury right now too. That's—that's that's not good for Cleveland, especially since they're already dealing with uh. Yeah, Watson already being so out. banged up. Ike, what about you, man? Who's your offensive MVP so far?
2: Um, Well, my MVP is Jalen Hurts. Um, If we're talking offensive MVP as in Offensive Player of the Year, which they typically don't give the quarterbacks. I have Tyreek for that. Um, I think he means it's between him and CMC to me. McCaffrey's had a heck of a year, but there's just so much talent on San Francisco. I don't think he's as valuable or as, necessary as Tyreek is I think Miami is what they are because of Tyreek and I don't hate Tyreek I don't love Tyreek I used to love Tyreek <laughs> <laughs> um I casually root for him he his fun he, he likes to have fun on the field um I think that's shown shown through um in his play and I think the team's play I love that he has to his back 100 percent um He's willing to say that he's the best quarterback in the league, which I don't know I can say with a straight face. But it's a, it's a good that he goes to goes to battle for his guys. Um, defensively, I also have Miles Miles Garrett. Um, statistically, <laughs> me and Carter, baby, share <laughs> <With Cheryl> brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, statistically, T.J. Watt might be a little bit better. Um, and Pittsburgh has a phenomenal defense, also. But I think Garrett's literally carrying Cleveland right now.
1: Very
0: good. Very good. Workman, who's your offensive guy?
1: I'm very similar to Ike. Uh, Tyreek is offensive player, but MVP, I give it to Jalen Hurts. And uh, defense, I'm with Scott. I got my Fresno guy, Deron Bland. I Hard to doubt what he's doing out there.
0: Very good. Very good. Yeah, I've got Christian McCaffrey. I um, Tyreek Hill is right up there. I think the, the thing that separates me from Tyreek and, and Run-CMC is he's got 16 total touchdowns, understanding that you know, he's playing running back, so he has more opportunities to be able to touch the ball more often. But I I think that McCaffrey is potentially a little bit more valuable to that offense. Miami's just got so many speed weapons that they use, and their their system is perfect for that use. I think if McCaffrey were to be out for the year, I think they would have a little bit more problem filling his shoes uh versus Tyreek Hill. But it's close. Uh defensive MVP no big surprise here. I'm going with my boy, Daron Bland's setting, setting the uh, history record there uh, with that uh, pick six last week. Um, He moved from playing more of a inside nickel corner to an outside corner with digs being out. He's really stepped up. Um, He's fifth in completion percentage allowed fifth in passes defended Uh, first in ints first in passer rating against as a primary defender. So he's just, he's been playing lights out for uh, the Cowboys this year. So that's who I've got. Um, all right, let's move into question number two here. So, twelve weeks through the season now. Let's let's talk about picks for the Super Bowl. Um, Ike, I'll throw it to you first. Who's your pick for the Super Bowl?
2: Well, I'm not as confident as I have been in the years past, but I do have the Chiefs out of the AFC, um, partially because we've already beaten most of the contenders there, and Baltimore without Mark Andrews, I think. I think he's a huge part of their offense, almost as much as Travis Kelsey is to the Chiefs. Um. So I do have the chiefs coming out of the AFC, um, home field advantage will be important, but I have a pretty relatively easy schedule from here on out. I think we will probably lock up that home field advantage. Um, and I don't see anyone. I mean, anybody can beat anybody, any given Sunday, obviously, but I don't, I would not pick anybody to beat the chiefs at this point from the AFC. And I have San Francisco from the NFC. And I think that's a little bit tougher. Um, Philly, like I was just talking about earlier, I don't feel like the chiefs necessarily have that magic this year. And it feels like Philly does like, it feels like they're never out of it. And they've, they found a way to beat a lot of good teams over and over um, when the odds are stacked against them. But I just ultimately feel like San Fran, when they're playing their best, they're better than any team in the league is when they're playing their best. Um. So I I don't really want to pick a team to falter. I want to p- pick a team that's going to win it to get there. And I think San Fran's the best team, probably in football.
0: So who's winning that Super Bowl matchup?
2: Well, if I pick the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl, there's no way I'm picking against. All yeah, right,
4: so give me the Chiefs, baby.
0: Okay, all right. I thought so. I was just testing it. Uh, let's throw it to Carter.
4: I'm pretty similar to Ike. Um, and I, had, I was kind of going back and forth in the AFC. I got the 49ers in the NFC. It's down to the Eagles and, and the Lions, I think, even though they slipped up here mm-hmm. recently. Um, we got a big game this week. We're going to see the rematch of the NFC Championship uh, this week. And 49ers will actually have a quarterback, so that'll be nice to see. And then the AFC, one team I think that could give Kansas City problems, I'm going to go with Baltimore in a rematch of Super Bowl Forty Seven. Uh Ravens versus Niners. I know Andrews is out, but they got likely going last week. They got a bunch of other weapons that, that rookie running back starting to get going, Keaton Mitchell, and uh I got Ravens, Niners. Who you got winning? Niners. Niners? Okay. They finally so a, they finally get it. Yep.
0: We got a Chiefs and a Niners so far. Scott, what do you got?
4: Jets Giants all the way. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, I think uh, Miami is going to be the, uh, the best team coming out of the, uh, that speed. You know, the uh, old chain speed kills. Uh, you know, they look like they're starting to round into peak form. Uh, they got everybody pretty much healthy uh, right now. So uh, And their defense is surprisingly uh, under the radar. Right? I, I really like what they're doing. And uh, coming out of the NFC, uh, I think it's going to be the uh, the 49ers. And who do you have winning? Uh, 49ers. I just think they're the most complete team, even without uh, Boza. Uh, I, I just think the uh, the draft or the trades they made in the season to get uh, uh, that extra lineman uh, really has uh, helped them surprisingly uh, with uh, Boza going down. I think they're the most complete team.
1: All right, Big Jake. Uh, my preseason is my same now, same as Ike's. Eagles, Chiefs. I have no reason did, to change. I did not it. have did not have the Eagles though. I had oh, you had Niners? I did have the Niners. Oh, everyone's been saying Niners. I thought you said Eagles. Okay. Oh, I'm sticking with Eagles Chiefs. And uh one thing I just want to throw in is Sariani after every game is one of my favorite things to watch in the NFL. I know there's a lot of hate for that mm-hmm. guy. He's a love or hate guy, but I absolutely love him. His his post game right when he gets into the tunnel of the stadium and he just starts yelling stuff. That's one of my favorite moments of the week. He's all he's awesome. I love Seriani.
0: It's my least favorite person in the sports. I, I figured it him.
1: wouldn't be. He's yeah, <laughs> awesome.
0: I, I hate that, man. Um, I, I'm i sticking with a couple of you guys. I've got Niners Chiefs. Uh, on the NFC side, I think that the Eagles, Cowboys, and Lions all have a potential shot of being able to make it, depending on how the cards fall and, and how the playoffs line up. But looking at complete teams, I think the Niners are the team to beat. AFC side, I, I consider putting Baltimore here. I do like Miami as another team that could make a run. Their defense is definitely getting better, uh, but Tua needs to minimize his mistakes a little bit. Um, so I, I still have the Chiefs here. Um, so Chiefs Niners, I've got the Niners winning that game. I think um, it's it's hard to go against Kansas City because of what they've they've done the past couple of years. But I think San Francisco's just got a complete team this year, and I can definitely see them end up winning the Super Bowl.
1: I didn't say my winner, but. Same thing. Uh, same as preseason Chiefs, Eagles, Chiefs win. Yeah,
0: I. I that's my fault because I assumed that was what was no, happening. Yeah, you I said know. nothing was changing. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into it, guys. Let's jump into some week 13 picks here. Um, our Thursday night matchup features the 6-5 and five Seattle Seahawks who are coming off a 13-31 to 31 loss to the 49ers. Versus the 8-3 and three Dallas Cowboys, who played last Thursday and beat the Commanders 45-10. to 10. Uh, The Seahawks have now lost three of their last four and are slipping away from contention in the NFC West, just a game ahead of the Rams for second. While the Cowboys have won three straight and remain two games behind Philly for top spot in the NFC East, Dallas is favored by nine. Uh, Carter, who you got?
4: So originally I saw this spread. I was like, man, it's a lot of points. A Thursday game, They're they've been pretty wild. But then I got to thinking Dallas played last Thursday. So it's they got a full week, normal practice. And Seattle just hasn't been the Seattle that we saw from last year. Um, So I got Dallas. I know it's a lot of points. They're at home. They they they've been lighting it up lately. I'm surprised you didn't say them as a contender because they are really turning that offense around and the defense can play. Uh, Parsons a little banged up, so hopefully he'll be all right. But Dallas minus nine.
0: That's because he gets triple teamed and held every play, but we'll. Right. Yeah, I won't waste any time on that. Ike, who's your pick here? Dallas, Seattle.
2: Uh, I'm on Dallas. Um, Seattle's one of those teams, kind of like we were talking about in the college football podcast with Boise State, who I won't ever pick against Seattle when they're at home, but they're just not the same team on the road. And short week, I always tend to go home team. And Carter made an excellent point that they just played last Thursday, so that's two extra days practice. Um,
3: give me Dallas and eh, comfortably. Scott, uh, Seattle—they're uh, on the uh, slow glide to the plane crash. Uh, It's—I'd <laughs> see the the bomb dropping out of uh, their whole season right now. Uh, you know, three out of four, make it four out of five. Dallas is going to roll, and uh, Dallas's offense right now is just smoking hot. Uh, the defense is playing well. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be a a close game by halftime
0: jake don't screw it up don't you yeah. do it
1: don't uh, you do it <laughs> i am uh i'm on seattle i i think it's too many points these thursday night games the primetime games this year have always found a way to just be shit so i'm gonna go with shit so i'm taking seattle give me nine <laughs> i think they can keep it close i i don't know it's simple as that the primetime games have sucked so I'm ke- i'm keeping it close
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, to nobody's surprise, I'm going with the boys here. We've been playing lights out at home. Seattle's been struggling as of late, so I'm definitely rolling with Dallas here, minus the points. All right. The first of our Sunday night matchups, uh, or Sunday day matchups, I should say, has the 4-7 and seven Los Angeles Chargers who are traveling to New England after losing 20-10 to at home to the Ravens to meet the 2-9 and nine New England Patriots who return home after losing 7-10 to the Giants. Both these teams are struggling with the Chargers on a three-game losing streak, and they have now slid to last in the AFC West, while the Patriots have now lost four in a row and sit two games behind the Jets for last place in the AFC East. The Chargers are favored by six. Uh, Carter, we'll go with you first.
4: Yeah, I got the Chargers winning this one and covering. uh, My only trepidation is at New England. I mean, they generally play pretty well at home, but New England has just been trash. I don't know what they're doing at quarterback. The Mac Jones experience is over. Zappy's no better. I mean, they just need to give it to Stevenson every play, and just and run it every time. I think uh, the Chargers are the more talented team, top to bottom. Scott, uh, the clip or the uh, Los Angeles has uh, really
3: this year kind of confound me. I think they have far too much talent for where they're at. Um, you know, their coach, if uh, his seat isn't feeling the. Uh, the uh, burning sensation. Um, yeah, he's not paying attention. I just really disappointed by their whole uh, their whole season. And of course, New England. know, yeah, it's just a, a slow moving train wreck uh, going on. If I didn't have to watch this game, I wouldn't. Um, but I, I think uh, Los Angeles is gonna gonna take it.
2: Mike? Yeah, I'm on New England on this one, but I'm not very confident in it um obviously no one can be confident picking new england right now <laughs> but um the chargers this every year it just seems like people think they're supposed to be this next up and coming superstar team and they just don't perform um new england their last 6 games they've had four losses that were within 4 points so they're right there they're just a ball bouncing here there away from people not talking about Belichick losing it and new England moving on and who are they going to take this year with their number three overall pick and all this stuff. I mean, they're, they've been in a lot of games. They beat Buffalo um, also in the last one of their last six games. And then the other one was, they lost comfortably to Miami at Miami, but a lot of teams have lost to Miami this year. Um, I don't think new England's too far away. I think they're just due for due for to win one of these close ones. Jake.
1: Yeah, I just think the incompetence of the Chargers defense is what Bill takes advantage of here. I think they'll work up a plan to really abuse how terrible that defense is. The defense has players that are good, but their scheme is terrible. And that falls on Staley. I think New England wins this outright and Staley gets fired.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm taking the Chargers here, but this is absolutely a must win game for Brandon Staley. I don't. Understand why he has been shown the door already, especially when they've already brought in Cullen Moore. He seems like he's an opportune person to come in and be an interim coach for the rest of the year. Uh, New England is playing some seriously horrendous football right now, and they don't really have anywhere to turn a quarterback. So it should be a, an easy win for L.A. I'm going to take L.A. here um, minus the uh, the six. Next up, we have the 2-10 and 10 Arizona Cardinals who are coming off a 14-37 home loss to the Rams, and they hit the road to the Steel City to meet the 7-4 Pittsburgh Steelers who secured a 16-10 win against the Bengals in Cincinnati last week. The Cardinals have lost the last two and sit well in last place in the NFC West, while the Steelers are sitting in second in a tiebreaker with the Browns and look to gain ground on the division-leading Ravens. Pittsburgh is favored by five and a half. Uh Scott, let's start with you.
3: Well, when it comes to Arizona, anytime you have to put in your uh, quarterback's uh, contract that he has to have four hours of study time, yeah, I, I never will pick Arizona. Uh, and Pittsburgh seems to be getting all the the bounces. You know that their record is better than what I think their talent level is, but uh, definitely we'll go in uh, Pittsburgh and uh, and a romp on this one.
2: Ike, c- well, we have Muncy Legend Eddie Faulkner as offensive coordinator. How can you go against Pittsburgh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the offense did perform a lot better last week. They didn't necessarily have the points, but they had over 400 yards total offense. First time this year, I believe they've had that. Um, they just looked like a different team. Confidence level, chemistry, um, Arizona does, is, is not it. So give me Pittsburgh. I'll give it the points.
0: Carter?
4: Yeah, I think that's the first time they went over 400 yards. I don't think Canada ever did it when he was offensive coordinator so first time yeah they definitely look like a different squad offensively defensively we know what we're going to get out of them and uh Arizona's injury report today had basically all their pass catchers McBride Marquise Brown and I think Rondell Moore was on it so give me Pittsburgh outright or uh minus five and a half
1: Jake Yeah, I like Pittsburgh to cover, too. I watched the Rams Cardinals last week. The the Cardinals are atrocious. I think they'll force Kyler into some turnovers. I think Pittsburgh wins this pretty easily and covers. Yep, I'm with you. I'm taking Pittsburgh here.
0: All right. Uh, The streaking 6-5 and Denver Broncos head south to Texas after beating the Browns 29-12 at home last week to face off against a 6-5 and Houston Texans team who lost a three-point heartbreaker to the Jags at home last week. Denver is tied with Philly for the most wins in a row with five and has bullied their way into second place in the AFC West, two games behind Kansas city. While the Texans look to bounce back and keep pace with the Colts who are now sitting in second in the AFC South. Houston is favored by three and a half. Uh, Carter, we'll go to you first.
4: Um, I'm kind of surprised that Houston's favored three and a half. Uh, I'm taking Denver getting points on the road. Uh, I know Houston's had a great season. Denver's defense is Pretty good, especially against the pass. I think uh, hopefully they can kind of harass Stroud and and uh, put up enough points to get the win here on the road.
3: Scott? Uh, Denver, with uh, all the early injuries to their wide receiver core, I'm really shocked that they're actually in this position. Uh, I think the really good coaching has uh, overcome uh, some of the uh, Russell Wilson's late career slide uh, so I'm really, really surprised where they're at. Houston's sort of the team on the rise. Go to Houston with the uh, with uh, with the uh, three and a half points. I, I think it's time I start giving both these teams a little
2: more respect. i've I've been late to get on the bandwagon on both of them. I think they're both performing really well. Um, I'm going with Houston. Stroud's just been amazing. They eyeball test wise look look better. I think some of that's offense looks better than defense, so Denver just doesn't look as impressive. Um but part of it's just watching Denver the past five, six years. They've just been terrible for so long, it's hard to let that go, kind of. So I'm I'll take Houston. I'll I'll take the points. Or I'll give the points, excuse me.
1: Jake? Yeah, I like the resurgence of Denver a little bit here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Denver plus the three and a half, even though I mean, we've talked about it. We were, were kind of big on both of these teams the last few weeks, especially Houston throughout the season. But I do like Denver in this one. I, I, I like what they've been doing the last few weeks.
0: Yeah, this, is, this was a tough one for me. Houston's been playing better at home than on the road, but Denver's defense has improved drastically, as we were just talking about. Um, Texans are going to need to get that ground game going to open up things for Stroud a little bit more. I think Denver's streak ends here as far as wins go, but I think it's a three-point swing, so I'm going to take Denver here to cover. Next up, we have the 8-3 and three Detroit Lions who hit the road after losing 22-29 at home to the Packers on Thanksgiving to face off against the 5-6 and six Saints who return home after losing 15-24 to to the Falcons in Atlanta. Detroit still sits in first in the NFC North and has a two-and-a-half game lead ahead of the Vikings while the Saints have lost their last two and now sit in second behind the Falcons in the NFC South. Detroit is favored by four-and-a-half. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with Workman because I think I already know where this one's
1: going. Well, I mean, I have a rule. I'm not picking the Saints until Jameis plays. They just happen to be playing my team this week, so it makes it easy. Uh, So, yeah, I'm taking the Lions minus four and a half. Jameis isn't the quarterback, so Lions. Uh, The Saints' whole team is hurt. They have no offense. I don't know who's starting for their receivers. They literally have none right now, so it's going to be interesting there. Um, Also, uh, Ike sent me a video. I don't know if you guys saw it. Jameis was in. David Carr's face rapping to Ludacris during the last game, which was absolutely (laughs) hilarious. Carr, Carr, they're just hating life because he sucks, and Jameis is rapping in his face. It's absolutely (laughs) awesome. This shows why Jameis is the man. Uh, But that's great. No Jameis, no Saints. Give me the Lions, minus four and a half.
4: Carter, I'm with uh, Jacob. That was hilarious seeing Jameis and just rapping (laughs) in his face, and Derek Carr was just just hating everything yeah. <laughs> i think this is a great get back uh, get right spot for the lions coming off that thanksgiving loss the fighting dan campbells get the win and cover
2: ike yeah new orleans is a notorious tough place to play detroit's had two or three slow games in a row where they haven't been able to get the lead and play their style of ball but um i think they're going to come out and stay in the game just like carter said um Back to the Thanksgiving point, they have a couple extra days of practice, almost like a mini bye week to get to get right. Um, I do like New Orleans the rest of the season, though. They have five, every team from here on out after Detroit has a losing record. I think they can sneak into the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be
3: competitive in this one. Scott, uh, I love watching the uh, fighting Dan Campbells. Uh, just every, every level, running backs, tight ends, uh, receivers. You know, they seem to got it going on. You know, defense is when uh, they uh, have sort of had their ups and downs uh, and new orleans you know another one of these uh you know 3 quarters of the way through the season halfway through the season you know they're on that slow slide i don't i know they got a uh, real good schedule from here on out but uh, they will never fail to disappoint i'm um, taking uh, detroit
0: all right yep i'm with you guys i'm going to eat them up here cars not been playing well they're dealing with injuries Lions are trying to bounce back from that game against the Packers. I think they're about to take out some frustration uh, on the Saints there in New Orleans. So I'll take Detroit there minus the points. All right, the 6-5 and five Indianapolis Colts head to Music City after getting a 27-20 win over the Buccaneers last week to face off against a 4-7 and seven Tennessee Titans team who are coming off a 17-10 victory over the Carolina Panthers. Indy has quietly won three straight and has climbed into second in the AFC South but has lost Jonathan Taylor for a couple of weeks to a thumb injury while the Titans continue sitting in last but have gotten all four of their wins this year so far at home. Indy is favored by one and a half. Oh, let's throw it to a Colts fan here. We'll start with Scott.
3: You know, uh, Zach Moss has done a really good job of uh, filling in for uh, Taylor. He doesn't have the burst. I don't think he catches the ball as well out of the backfield. Uh, a lot of uh, Annapolis' offense this year has been smoke and mirrors. I'm not really sure how they did it. I was hoping for a 1-16 uh, season and be able to take Harrison uh, to start uh, the, and build for the rest of the year. But uh, – yeah, they're doing it. And, uh, yeah, Derrick Henry, yeah, I think he's done. Yeah, they ran him 400 uh, attempts for uh, 10 years now. Uh, his, his legs are done, you know, running backs. So uh, when they lose it, tend to be pretty quick. So I think he's done. Uh, Tannehill's already on the bench. Tennessee's, uh, starting to rebuild. So, uh,
4: let's go, Indianapolis. All right, Carter. You know, I'm with my boy Scott here. Um, <laughs> I think it. this game does come down to I think Indy needs to start fast and not get Henry involved in the game because we have been susceptible to the run, especially since Grover Stewart's been out um, losing JT hurts. But Moss carried us early in the year. Shane Steichen is a freaking stud. I love him. His play calling has been amazing for the weapons that the limited weapons that Indianapolis has. They've quietly – they were at one point the only team that scored 20 points in every game, I think, through like 10 weeks, something like that. Um, so definitely riding with the Colts here.
2: Ike? Yeah, I originally went with Tennessee. Um, I think I've been swayed a little bit by by our Colts brethren here. Um, <laughs> That's right. You're your college football <laughs> brethren. You guys picked every <laughs> game this <to see. laughs> year. Um, I, I do think Taylor is a bigger blow than – then we realize I'm did fill in admirably and fantasy wise was one of the best running backs the first five, six weeks of the season, but I don't think you can replace Jonathan Taylor. Um, and the Colts are susceptible to the run. Henry isn't what he used to be, but division games is where he gets the King Henry Henry name. Um, it is at Tennessee. Um, but, ultimately Indy's just the more talented team if Minshew could not turn the ball over they win by a field goal i'll go with indy
1: jake yeah i'm i'm really back and forth on this one um hmm. kind of like ike I, i'm gonna actually stick with tennessee i i like them on their home field in this one probably a field goal at the buzzer to win but I, I do think the Taylor injury is huge. I do love what Steichen does, though. I, I I mean, obviously, I think he's the far better coach in this game. I know a lot of people like Vrabel, but I love St- Steichen's mind. I, one of the better offensive guys in the NFL now. Um, but I do just like Tennessee at home in this one.
0: All right, yeah, despite the Taylor injury, I'm still going to go with Indy here. Moss, we talked about it, serviceable when Taylor was out. Minshew's got Pittman and Downs to attack this Titan defense. So I'm going to take the Colts here to cover. Uh, next, we have the 5-6 and six Atlanta Falcons who head to New York after beating the Saints 24-15 on Sunday to face a 4-7 and seven New York Jets team who are coming off a 13-34 loss to division foe Miami Dolphins. The Falcons are now in first place in the NFC South despite having a losing record but are only 1-4 on the road this year while the Jets are on a four-game losing streak and sit third in the AFC East ahead of the Patriots. Atlanta is favored by three. Um, Carter.
4: Yeah, I've got uh, Elena in this one. Kind of looking at the stats, it was kind of surprising to see that the Jets are not that good against the run. That's all Art Smith wants to do. Now he struggles on picking the right running back to give the damn ball to. I mean, he's got one of the most talented running backs in the league, and last week he figured it out. Bijan had two touchdowns. Um, If he can start – if he can give him the ball. I did see – we didn't talk about it. Aaron Rodgers uh, came back from IR today, 21-day window or whatever, so – He's not going to be on the field Sunday, so I got uh, the Falcons winning this one.
2: Ike? Yeah, two words. Tim Boyle. I, I won't pick the Jets as long as Tim Boyle's the starting <laughs> quarterback against any NFL teams. Give me Atlanta. I'll give the points.
3: Scott? Uh, I can't uh, interrupt this party. It's uh, it's Atlanta. Jets are crashing, burning, until they figure out the quarterback room. Um, yeah, it's just – all one on all one way, and it's down. Jake.
1: Yeah, this is another one that I I, I can kind of go either way in this one. I it's another one I'm struggling with. Uh, I'm actually gonna play the push theory. I'm taking the Jets plus three. I'm hoping for the push (laughs) Uh,
0: funnily enough this happened a couple times on the college show but I'm with workman here I uh, this was a tough one the Jets are struggling but Atlanta isn't the same team on the road as they are at home I'm going to take a gamble here and say that the Jets win if it is a push it's a push but I'm going with the Jets all right, the eight and three Miami Dolphins continue their road trip after beating the Jets 34-13 last week as they head to the nation's capital to face off against the four and eight Washington Commanders who return home after getting beat ten to forty-five to the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Miami now holds a two and a half game lead for first in the AFC East ahead of the Bills, while the Commanders have lost their last four and are now sitting in last place in the NFC East. Miami is favored by nine and a half. Uh Ike, we'll start with you.
2: Yeah, I just think nine and a half's too much for a Washington being at home. Um, nine and a half—that's the numbers you see when Tim Boyle's the quarterback, not Sam Howe, who hasn't been phenomenal, but he's been serviceable. Um, Washington, has, I, I think, has no chance of winning this game, but I, I see it a touchdown-type game, not nine and a half. So, give me Washington in the points.
3: Scott, Ron Rivera's swan song right here after they get pounded at home. Uh Ron Bear done. Uh they've already traded away, you know, part of their team. They're building towards next year. Uh they, an offensive coordinator who didn't get a chance in uh Kansas City. Uh yeah, he's gonna take over uh next year. But uh yeah, I don't believe that this will be even close.
4: Miami by 14. Carter. I'm with the boys. Uh yeah, I got Miami by at least two touchdowns. I think they're just too much of a juggernaut for Washington to handle. I do. uh, I need to look at the over on this because I do think Washington might be able to put up some points, but that Miami's might score every, every possession. So Jake, give me the dolphins.
1: Yeah. I just think Sam Howell turns the ball over too much. I don't think he'll be able to keep it within 10, a late turnover. will probably seal the cover. Uh, Give me Jalen Ramsey to get another pick and the dolphins to cover.
0: Yep, I'm with you taking Miami here. Offensively, they should cause the same issues that Dallas did. So I'll take Miami here. Minus the points. All right, the league worst one in ten Carolina Panthers continue their road trip after losing 10 to 17 to the Titans as they head to Tampa Bay to face a four and seven Buccaneers team that returns home after a 20 to 27 loss at the Colts. Carolina fired Frank Reich after the loss last week and is now being led by interim head coach and previous special teams coordinator Chris Tabor, who on his first official day on the job turned around and fired both QB coach Josh McCown and running back's coach Deuce Staley leaving passing game coordinator Parks Frazier to handle the quarterback duties and O.C. Thomas Brown to handle the running backs. Carolina sits in last place in the NFC South and the planet as a whole, while the Bucks have lost six of the last seven and have slipped from first to third in the division. Tampa Bay is favored by five and a half. Uh, Scott, we'll throw it to you first.
3: I don't know what Parks Fraser did in a previous life, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, he uh, turned down the uh, Colts' uh, offensive coordinator position in their train wreck last year. Yeah, he's left standing this year in Carolina. I, I hope he didn't buy a house again. Uh, Carolina's just uh, just an awful train wreck. Uh, I've enjoyed watching them get the
4: teeth kicked in uh, pretty much every week. Uh, we'll go to Tampa Bay. Carter? Yep. Tampa Bay is going to roll. I mean, Carolina, is what a complete mess. That interview that Tepper gave the other day, he is clueless. He needs to just, I don't i don't know, sell the team, maybe. Oh, wait, he already did. He gave away his two best players for Bryce Young. Uh, give me Tampa. Mike Evans quietly having his best year, maybe. Uh, I think they're going to roll.
2: Mike? C- yeah, Mike Evans made himself some money this year for sure. Um, I don't know. Sometimes when coaches get fired, it lights a team a fire under a team and they come out and they kick some butt for a week or two before they go back to reality. But I don't think coaching's the problem in Carolina. It's a talent problem. So um, give me Tampa. I'll, I'll give it the points again, Jake.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm on Tampa at home. They're just the better team, better weapons. And I think Carolina sucks. So give me Tampa.
0: Yep. Same with you. I'm going to take Tampa here at home. Matchup of the week features the 8-3 San Francisco 49ers who continue their road trip after a 31-13 victory over the Seahawks in Seattle as they travel east to face the 10-1 league-leading Philadelphia Eagles who stay at home after a nail-biting overtime win against the Bills. Both teams have 310 points on the offensive side of the ball, but the differences on defense were the Niners have allowed 76 less than the Eagles. The Niners sit two games ahead in first in the NFC West, while the Eagles sit two games ahead of the Cowboys and first in the NFC East. The Eagles have yet to lose at home but aren't favored for the first time this year. San Francisco is favored by two and a half. Scott?
3: This is a tough one uh, just because uh, Philly's played so well at home. Uh, I think, like I said earlier, San Francisco is the most complete team in the, uh, the league right now. I think uh, uh, unless there's some bad weather or something that pops up like that or it's a contest of tush-pushes, I think San Francisco's going to uh, win this one.
4: Yeah, I got the 49ers uh, winning the rematch of the NFC Championship this time. Purdy's healthy. Most of the offense is healthy. Got Trent Williams back. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be a good game, of course. But Philly's just been – they've eked out the last four games, and this 49ers team is different than all those teams they've played. So give me the Niners. Mike? Yeah, like I said earlier, Philly seems like a, a team of destiny this year. They
2: just – always find a way to win, but I do think San Francisco is a more talented team. Um, Phillies had two down-to-the-wire, emotional, huge, emotionally draining wins the past two weeks, and I don't think they can do that a third time in a row. I think they'll have a little bit of a letdown. Um, give me the Niners.
1: Jake? I mean, I just think if you're giving me the best team in the NFL points on their home field, it's you have to take it. So I'm taking Philly. I think they can still win the game outright. I still think they're the more talented team. And I kind of like what Ike said, the, the things are just falling their way. And I mean, it, it's you can't really go against all of the things I just said. Home field, best team in the NFL, getting points. That's tough. I, I've got to take Philly.
4: Arguably best team in the NFL. Not The yeah, best
1: I- team in the NFL. I don't agree with that, but okay. I'm,
0: ta- I'm taking the Niners. They're on They're on extended breast. I think they create more matchup problems on the defensive side of the ball for Philly. So it may be a three-point game, but I'm going to take San Fran here to get the W. Uh, all right, before we jump into the next game here, um, Scott's got a quick cut time. So, Scott, you want to give us uh, the uh, picks for these last games here, starting with Cleveland and the Rams?
3: Um, Kyra Waves coming back for the Rams. It gives them a lift. I just think uh, Cleveland defensively is uh, more talented and uh, they got their own offensive uh, problems. So I'm, I'm seeing a uh, 10-7 Cleveland win. That That right. That is a Rams cover then. So
0: that would be a a Rams
3: Rams cover. Right. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. And what about the Kansas city chiefs at the green Bay Packers? Kansas city is favored by six.
3: Kansas city rolling on, rolling on through.
0: All right, in our Monday night matchup, Cincinnati at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is favored by eight and a half.
3: Jacksonville's getting hot, uh, and Cincinnati doesn't have a quarterback, so let's uh, go Jacksonville.
0: All right, and who is your lock for this week?
3: Actually, uh, Jacksonville over Cincinnati. I don't think it's going to be close.
0: Very good. All right, man. Well, hey, we very much appreciate you jumping in here. We'll let you go, and um, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully bring you on uh, when we don't run over on the previous show next time. <laughs>
3: I enjoyed it. I appreciate it guys. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. See ya. Tell your son son, Carter. Bye. Be
1: (laughs) (laughs) Be a best friend.
2: (laughs)
0: Good grief. All All right. Let's, let's jump back over here as we just zoomed through that. Um, all right. The seven and four Cleveland Browns continue their road trip after losing 12 to 29 in Denver last week to the Broncos as they face off against the five and six Rams who return home after getting a big 37, 14 win against the Cardinals. Cleveland continues to look to navigate its season after losing Deshaun Watson for the year and now have an injured miles Garrett as they sit in third in the AFC North while the Rams have won their last two and sit third in the NFC West. Just one game behind the Seahawks for second. The Rams are favored by three and a half. Uh, Carter,
4: I'm going wacko for Flacco. Looks like he might get the start here for Cleveland. Uh, I think their defense will carry him. Rams. I don't know what's going on with Cooper Cup. He hasn't looked the same since that first couple of weeks to come back from the injury.
1: That injury. Got some weapons there. Yeah, it's a lingering Hiram's injury awesome. that he can't, he can't, he
4: he can't get over it. Like, the first yeah. play
1: of the game last week, he caught a ball and he was limping already. It's going to be lingering all year. He
4: he had the same injury as uh, or same surgery as Pollard too, and Pollard's kind of been. Yeah, I mean, not as good as we thought he was, at least. No, uh, no, for sure. But yeah. Yeah. Wacko for Flacco. Even if he doesn't start, let's go uh, Browns.
0: Fucking Wacko for Flacco twice. All right. Ike,
4: <laughs> if you say I Wacko
0: for Flacco, I'm going to mute you.
4: I am not Wacko <laughs> for Flacco. <laughs> his,
2: his dad would have. Where's his dad at? Get him <laughs> yeah, back. he would have. It, all, all of Cleveland's options for quarterback at this point are her in this. The defense is obviously – phenomenal but that's not enough on the road against the rams team who looked like what workman thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year potential playoff team um kyron williams is a difference maker It, it almost brings a tear to my eye and i'm sure workman's eye when he thinks about what could have been if cam Akers never got hurt what he would be doing behind that line before he got let go but give me the rams um comfortably jake
1: uh, so a little, uh, lions nostalgia here, Jim Schwartz and Matt Stafford. How can you not love it? This <laughs> is, uh, this is, this is back in the old days of Ford field for me. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I can't believe the Rams are actually a three and a half. I know the, the quarterback situation, but. Uh, this one, I'm really skeptical on this one. And you said Cleveland on the road. This is not a road game. They're, they're, that place will be all Browns fans. There's no such thing as a home game in SoFi Stadium. There's a, <laughs> there's a um Ah oh God. This one's this is about as tough as one that we had this week. Jesus. Uh give me the Rams. I'll take the Rams.
0: Woo! There we go. Yeah, I I am with you. I am precariously taking the Rams. I think it's likely going to be a close game, but with the possibility of Garrett being out or at least not 100%, I think that gives Stafford a little bit more time to, to be in the pocket and make some plays happen. So I'm going to take the Rams here. Lone Wolf. All right, Sunday night matchup features the 8-3 and three Kansas City Chiefs who continue their road trip after beating the Raiders 31-17 in Vegas as they head to the frozen tundra of Green Bay to meet the 5-6 and six Packers who return home after getting a big win against Workman's Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving last week, 29-22. KC maintains a two-game lead in the AFC West for first, while the Packers are a half game behind the Vikings for second in the NFC North. KC is favored by six. Uh, Ike, I'll let you lead here, man. It's your team.
2: Uh, like I said earlier, this past week was the first complete game. I felt like the chiefs have played all year and it was kind of nice to see They got off to a slow start, but the offense came alive. The defense was solid statistically. They weren't what they have been, but they, they shut down the Raiders like expected. Um, green Bay's not going to sneak up on anybody after their Thanksgiving performance where they looked out of this world. Um, I don't expect that to continue. Um, I don't think this one's going to be particularly close. Um, I don't know what the weather's like, but the Chiefs are used to cold weather. That's not going to be a factor. Crowd noise that doesn't bother them either. I don't. I don't feel like this being a home game for Green Bay is that big of a difference. So give me the Chiefs by two touchdowns.
0: Carter.
4: Yeah, I kind of went back and forth a little bit on this one. I, I'm going to take the Chiefs, but Green Bay has definitely started playing better. Love looked really good last week, but this KC defense is awesome. They're carrying the team. It's just super scary because if they can never figure out a wide receiver, if Rasheed Rice keeps stepping up or Sky Moore, one of those guys got to step up. And uh, I love watching Pacheco run the ball. I don't think anyone runs harder than that guy, so – I'm going to go ahead and uh, take the Chiefs, giving up six.
1: Jake? Yeah, I, I think the Chiefs fans will actually take over Lambeau, just like the Lions fans did. The Packers fans really haven't been backing them this year like they have been. I know they had the week last week, but I don't think that's going to cover much. I think the tickets were already sold. I don't think that's going to matter. Um, I like the Chiefs fans to take over. I like the Chiefs to get the pressure. I think they'll I think they'll put a hurting on Love, to be honest, and that was unfortunately one thing we couldn't do, because Aiden was triple teamed, and that was all we had. We didn't rush anyone. Um, I think the Chiefs' defense is much different. I think that they will win this one pretty easily, probably like a 13 or 14, a two-score win for the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I'm taking KC. Slightly concerned just because it's cold night game in Lambeau, but again, to your point, KC's used to playing in that, so I don't think it's going to make a, much of a difference. Jordan Love has been playing better the past couple weeks, but he's also not been playing this Chiefs' defense, uh, so I, I think KC's going to win this one pretty easily. All right, our Monday night matchup looked a hell of a lot better three weeks ago than it does now. Uh, five and six Cincinnati Bengals travel to Jacksonville after losing 10-16 to, to the Pittsburgh Steelers last week to face the 8-3 and three Jaguars, who return home after getting a division win against the Texans last week, 24-21. his season seems all but over as they are on a three-game losing streak and have lost Burrow for the year while sitting last in the AFC North, while Jacksonville holds on to a two-game lead in a competitive AFC South division. Jacksonville is favored by eight and a half. Uh, let's go Carter.
4: Um, yeah, I wish Damn, I wish Burrow was playing this game. This would be a, the best Monday night game of the year, probably. Um, but Jacksonville is going to be way too much for, uh, Trevor Lawrence and the boys are finally getting it going. The receivers are healthy. Calvin Ridley's starting to get going. Now that Zay Jones is back. Um, I think they're just going to be too much. Uh, give me Jacksonville. Mike?
2: Yeah, according to my Google search bar at the bottom of my computer here, it is International Jaguar Day today. <laughs> so, so if that's not reason enough to pick Jacksonville, I don't know what it is. Um, if you need another reason, I'll say Jake Browning just isn't going to be able to get it done. So give me Jacksonville. I'll give the points.
1: All
0: right, Jake,
1: if could you be a follow bad, that up. Could be a bad weekend for Washington quarterbacks. If uh, Washington loses, then Browning's on Monday Night Football getting embarrassed. Uh, I'm going to Jacksonville was my lock last week. I'm actually going to keep rolling with Jacksonville. Um, I like him to get the cover in this one, though. It is one of those primetime games. I was close to taking Cincinnati in this one just because I feel like they've all sucked. So, um, right, that was my only reasoning where they might keep it close. But yeah, with Browning, I, I do like Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, I'm taking Jacksonville as well. Uh, they got a pretty emotional win last week against the Texans since uh, he just isn't anywhere the same without Burrow, and their defense isn't helping here recently either. They've not been playing very well. So I think Jacksonville should win this one pretty handily. All right, uh, bye week teams. We actually have six this week Baltimore, Buffalo, Chicago, Vegas, Minnesota, and the Giants are all on bye week. Uh, so now we are going to move into our locks. Uh, I am 11 and one in locks this year. Workman is nine and three. So we are both doing very well with our locks. Uh, we are going to start off with Ike. Ike, who is your lock for this week?
2: Well, there are A couple I'm pretty confident in and our wonderful hosts here would probably like a couple of them. I think Dallas is pretty close to a lock. I think Detroit's pretty close to a lock, but it just comes down to I just don't think Tim Boyle can win an NFL game. I don't think he's it. Um, so give me Atlanta. Minus three is locked of the week. Wow. I took the Jets. That's a big one. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> well, I'm not taking Atlanta. I'm taking against Tim Boyle. Yeah,
4: right.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Carter, who you got, man? Who's your lock this week?
4: Colts. Um. I'm with Ike. I have Atlanta down. I have a couple other ones that I like, Um, but I'm actually – my first one was uh, Pittsburgh minus five and a half against Arizona.
0: All right, locking in on Pittsburgh. This is some uh, interesting locks so far.
4: I know. I wasn't anticipating either of those. I just copied Reese, actually, because – He just can't miss an NFL, so I should have had you go first and just copy no, you, yours.
0: You probably just screwed me, so thanks for that.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think Jake. we all know who he's going to pick, so I you probably could have read his mind. He's picked the same team the last three weeks, so it's.
0: Hey, they keep paying it off, but see? you don't know that yet. We'll see oh, what happens, Jake. We'll who's see. your pick?
1: I have a feeling. Uh, like I said, no Jameis, no Saints. Give me the Lions. I love I like the lock for the Lions. Return, return, restore the roar, as they say. Let's go back to that. Eat them up, Lions. Cover the four and a half on the road. in New Orleans.
0: All right. Well, um, this is what you get for assuming shit. I'm not taking Dallas. I am <laughs> taking Miami over Washington. Um, commanders have not looked great since they shipped out young and sweat. Miami's improved on defense. We already discussed that. This game could get ugly very quick, so I am locked in on Miami over Washington. All right guys, that is it for us uh for NFL week 13. Uh any final thoughts before we sign off here, gentlemen?
2: Not really. I would like to say um when you guys started this podcast, I kind of listened to it because you guys were my buddies and um I thought you guys were were just not getting there yet, but um I will say have, have <laughs> longer and longer. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Sorry. I was giving
1: you music to talk to. It was nice.
2: <laughs> as, as the weeks have gone by, you guys have actually, I, you guys are very entertaining. You've gotten very good at this. And I, I'm proud of you guys. I look forward to listening every week. So thank you for the entertainment you give me every week.
0: Thanks, man. Well, thank
1: I you. appreciate that. Hopefully you bet our locks every week. because We're making decent money. There. <laughs> yeah, <that's- laughs>
4: Yeah, I echo that with Ike. You guys have been one of my mainstay listens. Like I said, at work, I get to listen to a lot of podcasts and every Wednesday, generally, you guys are on there. So appreciate you having me on a few times this year. Um, Next year, going to be pretty good with the college football with the 12 team playoffs. So Hopefully we get to do it again, run it back sometime next year. So thanks again. Of course. Of course.
0: Yeah, we're definitely going to run it back. We appreciate you guys taking the time to come on the show for us. Um, we've had the pleasure and opportunity to bring on some really awesome guests this year between you guys. And uh, Ovi was an awesome uh, special guest. Uh, Taxis has done great when he joined. So we really, really appreciate. That's right. Delta Eagles represent. Um we really appreciate everybody joining and not only joining, but being able to listen to both our college and NFL podcasts. Um, this takes more work than you would think to prep for every week. And, uh, yeah, we've, we've done our best to try to be entertaining here while also giving you guys some solid picks. So we appreciate it. Um, workman, you got anything else here before we sign off?
1: No, I think that's it. Uh, thanks guys for joining and, uh, Carter, your dad, Scott, thank for him joining us. Also, it was nice of him to be on here. Uh, We'll see how the, the picks go. It'll be interesting to see. We're going to take a long time to tally the picks this week. <laughs> yeah, that's no <laughs> I'm not used to, but yeah. but yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. The end of the college football week, conference championship weeks. And then now we're at week 13 of NFL. So we're, we're actually approaching the playoffs for NFL too.
0: Yep. Should be good. All right, guys. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening as always uh, for Jake and our guests here. This is Reese with TNT Tuesday night, touchdown podcast, NFL edition week 13. Good luck and good gambling guys. Cheers.
1: Eat them up, Lions. Eat them up. Go Colts.